This is Pastor Leslie Doherty coming to you from Owensville Assembly of God. We want to welcome you to our broadcast on KTUI Radio. Our hope and prayer is that this ministry will be a blessing and an inspiration to your life today. You 
sharing with you two portions of scripture for our message this morning. First one is found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, verses 1 through 8, and then we'll be going to the book of Revelation, chapter 19, verses 11 through 16, as our scripture text. Matthew 28, beginning at verse 1, reads, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And, behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers, or the guards, did shake, and they became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord laid. And go quickly, and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goes before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. Then the book of Revelation, chapter 19, began reading at verse 11, reading through verse number 16. John said, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture or a garment dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords. I want to thank you again for tuning in to our broadcast today as we celebrate what I like to call Resurrection Sunday, an opportunity for us to proclaim and to recognize the fact that Jesus died, rose from the dead to bring us life and hope in Him. As I have shared with you these two portions of Scripture, many may be thinking, what does John's vision of the Lord in the book of Revelation, have to do with the message of the resurrection. However, this morning, I do believe there are some invaluable truths revealed to us in these scripture texts. And we know that each of the gospel writers gives us an account of the resurrection of the Lord. We go back to Matthew's gospel, and in Matthew's account, the scene begins with these two women both followers of Jesus, as they visit the tomb early on that Sunday morning. They encounter the angel of the Lord that announces that the one they are looking for, this Jesus, is not there, but has risen from the dead. The stone has been rolled back from the entrance of the tomb, 
And the women are invited to see for themselves that truly Jesus is not there. They are then told to go back to the disciples and inform them that Jesus has risen from the dead as he had said and that they would see him again. Yet even we see in the Gospels while Jesus had foretold these events to his disciples, after the death on the cross they were still struggling with doubt and with unbelief. Still the Lord was going to reveal to them and to the world that he died on the cross, was placed in a tomb, but rose in triumph over all these things. And in seeming defeat, he would be revealed as a conquering king. So we might ask the question this morning, how was Christ a conqueror? First of all, by his death and resurrection, he conquered sin. Unfortunately, we have seen the toll upon life that the recent pandemic has inflicted. Yet there's another plague upon mankind that has brought death and destruction upon individuals, families, and even nations, and that plague is the plague of sin. James tells us in James chapter 1 and verse 15, When lust or desire has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So sin ultimately brings us to spiritual death and eternal separation from God. And Paul reminds us in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, he said, For the wages or the result of sin is death. And we see also that this is a universal plague that has affected all of mankind. For the Bible tells us again, Paul said in Romans 3:23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He said in chapter 3 and verse 10 that there is none righteous, no, not one. So you and I, all of us, regardless of our, our status in life or who we are, we were born into this world with a sinful nature and the judgment upon us because of sin. Paul goes on to remind us in Romans 5 and 12 that as by one man sin entered into the world and death as a result of sin... So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Yet we know that Christ, by his death and his life, has conquered sin and its power. Paul again says in Romans 6.23, he said, For the wages or result of sin is death, but, he said, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Paul says in Romans 8 verses, or chapter 5 rather, verses 8 and 9, but God commends or extends his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He went on to say in verse 9, much more than being now justified or made just or righteous in the sight of God, by his blood we shall be saved from wrath through him. He goes on to say in verse 10 that when we were enemies, when we were separated from God, we were reconciled or brought back into relationship with God by the death of his son. And much more than being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So no longer are we separated from God due to our sins and our sinful nature. Now by faith and his love for us, 
Through his death on the cross, we can be brought into fellowship with Christ. And then secondly, by his death and resurrection, Christ has conquered death itself. Peter preached in Acts chapter 2, verse 24, whom God has raised up, speaking of Jesus, he loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. In that great scene in John chapter 11, when Jesus comes to the tomb of Lazarus, and as he's ministering there, and as he, as he calls forth Lazarus from the grave, he spoke uh, to the women there in John eleven twenty five, 25, and he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Amen. So as Christ conquered death, we too are conquerors over death through him. Paul proclaims in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 55, he said, O death, where is your sting? And O grave, where is your victory? And in Revelation chapter 1, John again sees that great and glorious vision of Christ. And Jesus spoke these words in verse 18 of chapter 1. He said, I am he that lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. So he has overcome sin and the result of sin, death, for us that we might have life in him. And then thirdly, we can see that he has conquered the powers of Satan and his works. And though we see the works of Satan and his influence upon men, he has been defeated by the work of Christ on the cross and through his resurrection. The writer in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 says that through death, he, Christ, might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil himself. Paul said in Colossians chapter 2 verse 15, he said, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them, triumphing over them in it. And as a conquering king leads a procession in victory, displaying the spoils of his conquest, so has Christ over all the works of the enemy. And then fourthly, we know that Christ shall ultimately conquer the kingdoms of this world. Christ in power shall demand the honor and the worship that he alone deserves. In going back to John's vision of Christ that we shared with you in Revelation chapter 19, there are several things that reveal the power and the authority of the Lord. In verse 11, amen, as he sat upon that, that great white horse, it said, he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he is a faithful Lord and a faithful Savior to us. In verse 11, he went on to say, In righteousness he judges and makes war. He shall judge the hearts and the lives and the motives, ultimately, of all men. In verse 12, it says, On his head were many crowns, speaking of kingship and authority over all things. He said in verse 13, his clothing was dipped in blood, speaking of his redeeming grace and power through the blood that he shed on the cross for us. And he went on to say that he is 
the living word of God. And at verse 15, John declared, out of his mouth goes a sharp sword to smite the nations, speaking of the power again and the authority of his word, that he is revealing the fierceness and wrath and wrath of Almighty God. Finally, in Revelation, he is given the supreme title of King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the writer Daniel said this in chapter 7 and verse 14, speaking of Christ and the glory of his coming kingdom. It says, And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away in his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. And then in Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15, the angel of the Lord makes this pronouncement and says, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. So in closing this morning, in celebrating this Resurrection Sunday, we can rejoice in the fact that he is a conquering Savior, that he has conquered sin and its power over us, that death, the sentence of death, has been overcome, that because he lives, we shall live also, that Satan and his power is defeated, and he shall one day rule over all. Yet today... His desire is to live and to reign in the hearts and lives of individuals, that he must be Savior and he must be Lord of all. Paul wrote these powerful words of Christ and of his exaltation in Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. He said, Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So my closing message to you this morning, dear friend, is have you confessed Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of your life? The Bible says that if we believe in our heart, amen, that God has raised him from the dead. Amen. And if we confess with our mouth Jesus Christ as Lord, we shall be saved. So I want to say this prayer with you this morning. And if you've not confessed Christ as Savior and Lord, that you will pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I thank you for coming to be my Savior. I thank you that you died on the cross and shed your blood for my sins. I know that I'm a sinner and I know that I'm lost. But now I, I believe in you. I, I repent of sin. I confess you as Savior and Lord of my life. From this day forward, help me to live and to walk for you and to glorify you in Jesus' name. God bless you and thank you today. You can only come this far
This is Pastor Doherty sharing with you that although we cannot meet as a church family, we are here for you. And we encourage you to call or message us and also to keep in touch with your fellow church family members. Take this opportunity to connect on a new level. One-on-one -on -one conversations are an excellent way to deepen relationships. You can share your favorite Bible verse, prayer requests, and praise reports. Let God open up opportunities for you to speak godly wisdom and encouragement into the life of a fellow believer. In response to the coronavirus pandemic, Owensville Assembly of God will not have services this week. Please check out our Facebook page, Owensville Assembly of God. There you'll find service schedule updates, daily devotionals by Debbie, some inspirational posts and recordings of our church services and radio broadcasts. Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. you can listen to our broadcast on KTUI 102.1 FM. And if you're out of the broadcast area, you can download the TuneIn app for your phone or computer. Then simply search for KTUI 102.1 FM and tune in on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Thank you for allowing us to share with you today. May the Lord bless you.